Hello, I'm Mike Wendy with the Progress and Freedom Foundation's TechCast here in Washington, D.C. With media outlets struggling to survive in this digital age, the drumbeat for government support of the media has increased of late. I sat down with Adam Thier, president of the PFF, and Baron Soka, director of PFF Center for Internet Freedom, to hear their thoughts on this important matter. So, Adam, you and Barron have a new series of papers on the future of media. Can you give me an idea of the context about the papers and what you're seeking to address here? Well, Mike, you've heard the old phrase that we're from the government and we're here to help. But uh, these days it seems like it's we're from the government and we're here to help save journalism. The problem is we have some people in Washington right now who are thinking about taking a far more aggressive role in meddling in media markets, sometimes in the name of saving the news or propping up dying media enterprises, And we really fear at PFF that this is potentially a real threat to the First Amendment and the future of media freedom. To give you just a really quick idea of what we're talking about that's going on, you've got the Federal Communications Commission, who's recently kicked off a new proceeding on the future of media with a workshop that we testified at and a proceeding where filings are due on May 7th, where we'll be filing. You also have the Federal Trade Commission, which has hosted two workshops asking, how will journalism survive the Internet age? And then you've got the Senate, who's already uh, held some hearings, and legislation has been floated uh, called the Newspaper Revitalization Act that would actually uh, start this sort of meddling with the press. What we're going to try to do at uh, PFF is address some of the proposals that have been floated either by these agencies or by folks testifying in front of these agencies or advocating more uh, meddling by Washington and media markets. We're going to be addressing things like Should we tax or put fees on broadcast spectrum to funnel support to their public media competitors? We're going to look at the question of uh, should we have news vouchers or public interest vouchers that would encourage citizens to somehow channel support to certain types of public media or failing media entities? We'll look at taxes on private advertising to subsidize uh, non-commercial content, expanded postal subsidies, and even the idea of welfare for journalists who are out of work or potential even corporate welfare for uh, failing media entities. So those are just some of the ideas we're going to be looking at in this upcoming series of essays uh, that we're calling The Wrong Way to Reinvent Media. Now, recently you uh, dropped your first paper, this week in fact. And uh, Baron, can you give me an idea of uh, what that paper touches on? It's, It's an old idea that's been out there for some time. Sure. The first paper is about taxes on consumer electronics, uh, mobile phones, and broadband. And the old idea there is taxing uh, devices. The, the, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, has been doing this since it was started in the 1920s and using that to support a state monopoly media. And the thing that we start by pointing out here is that that, that model may have worked in a, in a limited environment where you had the BBC as really the only option in the marketplace – but we're talking about something radically different here. We're talking about uh, potentially taxing those those devices, those networks, broadband service, mobile phones to pay for all media. And the first and most difficult question that that raises is one of eligibility because we're not talking about spending all that money on a single government provider, but we're, we're trying to decide who's eligible. And that raises some really serious First Amendment concerns because at the end of the day, if you're going to implement that in a way that's consistent with the First Amendment – you're going to have a lot of people having to support a lot of speech that they really do not like. And that's going to be wildly unpopular. And as a political matter, I just don't think it's realistic to think that it's going to survive in that way. And and you're ultimately going to have a government playing uh, favorites. But the bigger concern as a practical matter is we're talking here about embedding taxes on, again, devices and networks 
uh, to subsidize media content at a time when we're talking uh, more and more in Washington about how to increase the affordability of broadband and make sure that we have those new platforms and devices that are being uh, innovated, that people are investing in, that are becoming available for consumers. So there's a real supreme irony there. And of course, there's also the difficult question of evasion, because anytime you start taxing a product, you always end up creating black markets. And if we're talking here about taxing all devices, it's going to be tough to enforce that kind of a ban without really clamping down on all internet commerce. Now, these papers are also going to be employed, or at least the ideas, in your May 7th FCC proceeding. Can you give me an idea about that? Yeah, that's right, Mike. We're going to be producing a major filing for the Federal Communications upcoming uh, Future of Media uh, proceeding, which is due on May 7th. So our six or seven installments in this series about the wrong way to reinvent media will culminate in this major filing to the FCC. I should make clear that we're not against all the ideas that are out there. We're not the party of no, if you will, when it comes to media reform. There are some good ideas, and we're going to have a a closing essay in this series where we hope to go through some of the more uh, uh, forward-looking, intelligent, and less restrictive uh, uh, efforts to basically find a way to to help media out without having uh, Washington uh, wrap its tentacles around this industry. Well, that's perfect. I'd like to thank you both. Uh, If you'd like more information, please feel free to contact me, Mike Wendy, here at the Progress and Freedom Foundation in Washington, D.C. Thanks and have a good day. This has been a presentation of the Progress and Freedom Foundation. If you'd like more information, please visit us on the web at www.pff.org.